0: Okay, hello, welcome to episode 228 of Sack Kings Therapy. Uh, we are coming to you directly after the uh, Warriors and Kings game. Why did that just leave my mind? I don't know why, but yes, the Kings unfortunately lose to the Warriors in the Chase Center in San Francisco, or 113 to 116. With me is Fong to talk about the game. Hello. Hello. So I'm just going to quickly go over the game really quickly. Uh, Why did I just say quickly? I'm repeating myself. Anyways, the the Kings got off to a bad start, but they were able to recover to take a three-point lead into the first. Malik Monk was like on fire to start the game. And they basically carried that lead for much of the game, up until late in the fourth quarter, where unfortunately it's becoming a theme. They get a double-digit lead going into the th- going into the fourth. I believe it was either a nine-point lead or um like twelve, but they have a lead and it slowly dwindles as they leave the uh, leave the door open for the other team to get in. And Steph Curry done. Steph Curry, and he carried the Warriors to a win over the Kings in the final minutes. What were your thoughts about this game, Fall?
1: Well, when Seth Curry scores 17 for 24, getting 47 points. This man is unstoppable. So yeah, it's a tough loss again. Uh again, very close game. Very close game. All these games so far, very close. Could have been winnable, but hey, it's the Warriors. I can't fret against that.
0: However, it is a very bad version of the Warriors. Like, the war- they were out of sync. Like, f- one of the reasons why the Kings got out to, like, such a big lead is because it just felt like the, the Warriors were just discombobulated. Like, even during segments of that fourth quarter, when they were making that comeback, they would do really weird things. Like, the classic Warriors turnover where they throw the ball around and then they just throw it out of bounds. It was a... And then, like, the the issues with the Warriors right now, their bench. So their starters are plus 19, plus 16, plus 8, plus 20, plus 8 again. Their bench, minus 17, minus 7, minus 22, minus 12, Mm -hmm. and minus 1. Basically, their bench is trash right now.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we did capitalize against um, uh, um, quite a few possessions. It's just, you know, when Steph Curry's on the floor... And Andrew Wiggins, I mean, they they made some tough, tough, tough shots. Uh,
0: let, let's not give Andrew Wiggins too much credit about making tough threes. It was mo- mostly Steph.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Andrew Wiggins got a lot of open ones that he cashed up. So good, good on him. He played 40 minutes. Wow. That's mm-hmm. crazy. But, yeah, it was mostly Steph. Steph just could not be stopped, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. Actually, for much of the game, he was basically keeping them in it for much of it. Just – you know, doing his usual stuff, like just getting a sliver of daylight, basically whenever it wasn't Davion or Fox on him, it was, it was really bad. And this is one of the big things that, you know, D'Lo and Casey always points out that a lot of other teams do, but it, you know, it just kind of sticks out with the Kings, but they kept switching and like, they would switch uh, Kevin Herder onto him. They would switch Keegan Murray onto him. And while they did admirable jobs, they're just not quick enough to really keep up with him. And they, they would just get scored over and, you know, fight, you know, fight over the screen a little bit. Like one of them's guarding Draymond Green. Just like go, just find a way to not switch.
1: Yeah. I mean, the defense definitely needs some talking about. Um, I got to say the same excuse. It's still early in the season, but yeah, it's, it's got to fix it sometime soon because it's kind of losing our games, not going to lie.
0: Yeah, like, I, I have a... Well, like, I'm reading through Twitter, and uh, there are a lot of people kind of making fun of the Kings for, you know, that end game sequence where they just didn't know what to do, like, in terms of clock management and foul situations. On the play that uh, Draymond faked the handoff and got a dunk on Keegan, they should have fouled them. They weren't in the bonus. Like, you know, foul. Foul him, you know, worst-case scenario, he shoots free throws. The Kings are trying to learn how to win. And right now, it again, it's early, but, like, there are these little things that good teams know how to do. That final possession where, basically, they ran the clock down to one second where, I guess, I'm pretty sure Mike Brown told them to foul. But, like, they were trying to trap first. But And I think what ended up happening was Mike Brown told them to trap Steph first, you know, force him to turn over like he's prone to but you know foul if you can't get a steal right away and unfortunately they only really hurt that first part which is don't foul and they ended up fouling with only 1.3 seconds left and so the kings are still trying to learn how to win and right now we're hope we're hoping that this is just like the early signs of the early mistakes that they're going to make the early growing pains that they're going to go through
1: yeah, I mean, it's just a little mistake so far. And, you know, I'm pretty sure it's fixable. And uh, hopefully when, you know, we do face uh, teams like this, we can actually close out for once.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'll say the same thing I did during the Heat game. You got to start winning these games. Like, there, I don't want any moral victories, quote-unquote. Like, hell, staying close. We, we were close with this team. At the same time we were we watched that magic game like yes the the game winner was great the game winner was amazing but they never should have they never should have had to hit that game winner to win the game and mm-hmm. you know it, they got to they got to start you know cleaning up their act and you know this is a tough loss and maybe Mike Brown and hopefully Mike Brown is at the locker room saying this is what you needed to do you did, you had to you, like trap first and then foul if you can't get the steal like you got to drill down those little details That's how you learn how to win. And because it's a tough loss, maybe, you know, the players are more receptive to advice. And, you know, again, hopefully this is just part of the growing pains because at a certain point, you got to start winning these games. Oh yeah. Uh, Another part of this game that was, you know, like, I don't like to bring up the refs, but Kevin Herter did get fouled on that last play (laughs) and you know, that would have been three free throws, you know, whether he makes them or not, that's a whole nother thing. But it's like, at us, like, Kings are getting the raw end of the deal on some ref calls. And the refs were pretty bad throughout the game. They gave, you know, texts to the guys. And then like, there were certain calls, they just wouldn't call like, it's the refs did not help the Kings. In fact, they didn't help either team. And, you know, it's it's an uphill climb for the Kings. Like this is just going to be part of it. But my hope is that Mike Brown is able to keep the spirit of the team up, make them not like, you know, hang their heads. Like, like how Willie green was last year. Like they started out three and 16, but you know, he was able to keep the spirit of that team, you know, high. And they were able to make a run to the play. And hopefully, you know, my hope is basically like, that's kind of what happens. You know, you you can have these kinds of growing pains. You can have these, you know, lows, but you got to bounce back and just, you know, come back next game. Strong.
1: Oh yeah. And they definitely, I I'm hoping they will and you know let's check the eh, let's check out the next game
0: um it's going to be a tough one it's the Cavaliers who, mm-hmm. are, who are actually down against the Clippers
1: oh wow oh okay so that'll be on Wednesday at 7 mm-hmm. so going to be an interesting game um you know Davion not Davion Donovan Mitchell <sighs> he's doing real well again in that team
0: yeah i mean it's like just like Mm -hmm. i I had said like they need all they needed was just another shot creator because their defense like is really really good with those two giants back there and you know we'll see how it goes like i I, it's gonna i feel like it's gonna be a pretty ugly game for the kings
1: yeah all i'm hoping for is another close game not gonna lie even if it's like a two possession or maybe three possession away from uh you know tying the game i mean I'm, I would be pretty fine with it, to be honest.
0: Uh, I guess my the thing I want to see is, just yeah, as you said, just the Kings be able to put up a fight, and then, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Like, by the end of the game, like, you can actually – you'll actually win this game. Look, the Kings are going to be kind of iffy against good teams, no matter what. That's just how they are. But the issue with past years is that they can't be bad teams. And so far, they've beaten some bad teams. They've beaten Orlando. They've beaten uh, the Hornets. And, you know – The Heat and the Warriors, you can actually even argue, they're not really good teams either. But, you know, you got to be able to take care of business. And unfortunately, this game, they just weren't able to. Like, again, they're still trying to learn how to win. And these are going to be the growing pains that they're going to go through. And you hope they come back strong next game. Although, it's going to be a tough one to come back against. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's start talking about some of the players. Uh, De'Aaron Fox. Like, didn't shoot great from the field, like 8 for 17, like eh, pretty good, but, you know, could be better. But 10 for 12 from the free throw line was, I thought he was really good throughout this game, actually.
1: Yeah, like, I gotta say the defense is, it's getting there, but like like we said before, the switching kind of alters the defense a lot to the point where, you know, uh, Steph got open quite often, or even Wiggins, and you know the combination of Curry and Draymond is like impeccable against us.
0: Yeah, like I, I think I honestly think the it, the Steph issue is more of a team defense thing. Like you have to defend, uh, you have to defend Steph as a team, and this has been an issue like all you know, for these past few years, their team defense is just not as crisp, crisp as it needs to be. And they're just going to end up leaving Steph for open open shots. And, you know, it it is what it is. Like, you you are going to either have to weather that storm. Or you just going to play better against Steph. Although I don't think they have to line up to really be able to do that against Steph because they they have some bonus in the back. And, you know, he's just a guy like doesn't matter how well he it's. There's only so much he can do against Steph is what I'm trying to say.
1: mhm yeah, it always feels that way.
0: However, he didn't make up for it on the other end. Like, just an overall good game from him. Like, 19 points, 14 rebounds, and 6 assists. Like, he he had some good moments. Uh, He had some really good moments out there. Last like last time they played, I thought he just couldn't stay on the floor against them. Because he can't really score on Draymond. Can't really score on Looney. And, you know, he gets a double, like, constantly. But in this game, he had the space to kind of go to work. And, you know, he made the right plays. And, you know, whether it's the what's got a pass and an open shooter or just going straight up against like, you know, let's be honest. They're not Draymond, great defender, but he's, he's small. You, you can abuse that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Looney, he's not exactly like a aerial leaper. So, you know, he, he kind of, he ate when he needed to.
1: Oh yeah. And he also drew some fouls as well. Even, uh, what calling, even hitting a seven for eight too.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, we, like me and you, we didn't have that much confidence when he went to the line, but he makes them when it matters.
1: Oh, yeah. And this game is seven of eight. So, you know, good for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I doubt he's going to miss seven in a row like last game. Um, Kevin
0: Herter had a good had a pretty good shooting game, but I just feel he needs more shots. Only four for nine, three for six from the field. Like, I just feel at like at a certain point during the game, just keep just keep looking for him like he's absolute knockdown like from from three right now so just keep feeding him the ball and just see what you can get and you know hopefully that opens up the offense more like he's really good moving off the ball he's really like smooth really quick decision maker like run the offense through him a little bit
1: yeah i wonder i, I feel like the warriors defense kind of locked him out uh from open works not gonna lie at uh, probably most of his possessions not
0: yeah but like i just feel you can like focus the offense on like him and sabonis a little bit more like you know he's got a real good chemistry with uh with sabonis on the roll and stuff like that you know just try to run try to run more for kevin Herter. like keep looking for him you know Mm -hmm. uh okay harrison barnes uh zero points (laughs) three rebounds and a one steal just uh and two turnovers wow that's really random yeah just a complete no-show from him uh i don't even know what to say like he's just he's just not affecting the game much at all as of like right now it's just it's just weird it feels like kind of feels like he's checked out a little bit although like again i'm not really focusing on a lot but you know i didn't really notice him out there for much of the game he only played 22 minutes did not close uh keegan actually closed in his place so that's mm. something
1: yeah, I mean, we always thought about you know Harrison Barnes defense, but if you're not going to be producing on the other end, then you probably should be taken out a lot less minutes uh, away from him and given to someone else. Well, and in this game,
0: like you know, Mike Brown actually pulled the trigger, put Keegan Murray in, and Keegan Keegan didn't have a good game, didn't have a great game either. Only uh, six points, but you know, contributed in other ways: seven rebounds, uh, two assists. Like he, he's still learning on the defensive end and ag- specifically against a team, like the warriors, you have to be very, very savvy. You have to be very, very experienced that last play that Draymond got him on, like that's a vet play. And, you know, he's going to get beat on that. The best thing you could do is just grab him and just foul him and just, you know, put him on the line at, at worst. He, you know, at worst, like he makes both like make him earn it. He's got to learn these things and you know, hopefully he bounces back. I, I did hear from James Ham this morning on the radio saying, you know, the reason why Keegan isn't playing so well, he's having he's having, I think, some sort of issue with the family right now. I think um, one, I think a, a family member might not be feeling well. Uh, so, yeah, it's taking his mind away from the game. But he should he'll bounce back.
1: Oh boy, hopefully nothing bad will happen. So, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so Malik Monk had a had a terrific game. Just he he's really solidifying himself as the sixth man he started out really hot now of course he cooled down but out, but outside of that he was like constantly a threat to the defense even he, he ended up seven for 16 not a great shooting percentage but he was constantly attacking and constantly creating but yeah he's established establishing himself kind of over davion at this point as the sixth man just a guy that's always going to be able to produce something on offense
1: yeah, especially having a connection with Fox, and you know his offense in this game went by Clay quite a lot of times to the rim. So good for him.
0: Yeah, might might be saying something about Clay too. Honest, although <laughs> Clay is still good on defense. He, and, yeah. And also, let's be honest. They don't really try in the regular season. That's a, that's a real thing. He, he mm-hmm. turns it up to another level, but yeah, like he, he just was constantly attacking. Like I said, you, you almost didn't notice Barnes was out there. You always, we always noticed when Malik was out there, just constantly trying to create constantly, just trying to make something happen. And, you know, really, he's really establishing himself again, the Kentucky connection with him and Fox and also really good connection between him as a bonus. He's got a pick and roll feel, which is kind of why I'm disappointed. Like you know, Rashawn hasn't really developed a chemistry with him yet. Because I was hoping that you know Malik would you know pseudo replace uh, pseudo replace Tyrese a little bit in terms of just like a like you know a pick and roll partner
1: for him. Mm-hmm. And you know, speaking about Rashawn, I mean Metu was out there over him, uh, playing. You know, we were playing small against the Warriors. Uh, that was there was a really good uh, what you I call it dunk from him by. Uh, td of, td yeah, td tu to him, him. So, so yeah or I was it know. Malik I don't remember it, 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 it one of the two yeah I remember you were saying during the game it's like this is the kind of stuff that Rashawn be, should be doing and you know Rashawn you know wasn't out there probably for you know good Malik. reasons yep. oh, no, well
0: well the reason why well, the reason why he's not playing well and also apparently Mike Brown wants to switch against the Warriors this is just part of the scheme. And you know, Metsu is a little bit more mobile, I guess. Uh and like I don't I don't I don't really know, but Metu has been good. Like even in the even in the Orlando game, like this is the way he should play. You you know, doesn't doesn't dribble too much, makes quick decisions, uh, doesn't try to shoot mid-range or threes, instead just being a role player like he plays like Rashad in a way like the the ideal version of Rashad like he's there to he's there for the screen he's there to do a dribble handoff and then he just rolls to the rim and you know stuff happens he just stayed he just stayed within his role didn't try to do too much and you know he was really good plus 13 during this game so he's
1: just he's just been really good lately yeah definitely a good change uh since you know last season where you know uh, I guess, you know, Luke, kind of, not Luke. Ah, oh, shoot. Luke was... and Alvin. Alvin, yeah. Kind of just let the guys go in terms of offense.
0: Yeah. And uh, this is his ideal role. And, you know, if he's doing this, like, why not give him a few more minutes? Now, of course, when he starts dribbling and starts getting into his bag, that's when you sit his ass down. Mm-hmm.
1: But right now, he's been great. Yes. Plus 13, the highest
0: in the whole team. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Davion and uh, Davion. Like Davion was pretty good on defense on Steph. The issue was they switched, so he couldn't guard Steph all the time. So, but ultimately, I thought he was pretty good. He he struggled a little bit from outside, but he was able to kind of find his shot. Um, you know when they needed it. Um, yeah, ultimately just a good game. TD also just you know hit a bunch. You know he did TD things. Took some really let's call it ill advised threes. Sometimes he made them. Sometimes he
1: didn't. It yeah. was a TD game. Yeah, I mean, at least it's better than what Buddy would have done, to be honest. It is what better than what a Buddy would have done. So, you know, it, you
0: need you need some sort you need a guy like that sometimes. Now, if the team is ultimately a little better overall, like you can have like TD just come in and just launch some shots and you know provide a little bit more firepower off the, off the bench. I have no issue with what he did. Just maybe dial back some of the shot selection because he did a he did a dribble handoff or he did a give and go with sabonis at one point or no with metu and it turned into a three-pointer somehow a give and go you usually like is like you pat he passes back to you, you cut to the rim but instead he cut to the three-point line which that was really <laughs> bizarre and just yeah the man the man will shoot you don't ever got to worry about that
1: oh yeah
0: okay um yeah so that's all that's the points that i have just the kings need to find out how to close these games like by playing you know synchronized defense and then getting good shots good shots on offense and then you know get it getting you know big stops to kind of get keep the momentum going i think they will figure it out but it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be you know it's gonna be tough for the time being i think they will figure it out by mid-season oh yeah for sure Okay, anything else you want to talk about before we call it a night?
1: Uh, I mean, finished season one of uh, Game of Thrones, and so far, <laughs> still watching, not going to lie. I'm not going to start talking about season two because that's a whole nother story in terms of uh, things that happened. But yeah, um, yeah, I still hate the Lannisters. Uh,
0: yeah, like you, you actually haven't really... Uh, joffrey gets annoying at the at the end of season one so like you're gonna you're gonna be getting into a lot of joffrey cersei is just your typical shitty mother who just the most petty woman ever by the way it's like the worst kind of you know petty wife who's just you know bad at raising kids and then also just is an awful human being Um, and what what part are you at with jamie
1: by the way well, I mean, he's he's captured.
0: He's captured. Moment. Okay, yeah, he he's a bit of an ass. He's a bit of an ass dude. Tyrion is a bit is a bit you know he. he I, what do you think of Tyrion so far? He's, actually,
1: now he's a more likable Lannister. He's more smarter uh, and he's more like uh, I don't know the word for it, but he he's the more likable to, to Lannister for sure.
0: Yeah, that's def- that's definitely something. And uh, you know, um glad to hear you're enjoying it. Um just yeah, keep watching. Like this is where it gets really good. Uh what did you think of the night sorry to spoil it for you guys. It's been out for however many goddamn it series came out in 2011 by the way. So if you haven't watched by now that's not my fault. Uh, <laughs> what, what did you what did you think of Ned Stark dying?
1: I mean, I kind of already expected it because, you know, I I got spoiled long ago, but uh, Like, I didn't know how, to be honest. Uh, I just knew, like, straight up when Joffrey called it or called Ned Stark, you know, just a straight-up traitor, just behead him. And Cersei's like, wait, what are you doing? Was it Cersei or Sansa? Well, both Sansa and Cersei. Because I think uh, Cersei didn't want Ned Stark to die because it's going to stir up some stuff. Uh, He just... Uh, or she just wanted him to apologize and, you know, uh, I guess, <laughs> agree mm-hmm. that Joffrey should be king.
0: Yeah. Like, he was about to do a coup d'etat. You know, he he got his homie Littlefinger to support him with his troops. Yeah. Then he gets to the courtroom and Littlefinger gonna Littlefinger. So, yeah, that, that was unfortunate. The biggest, the biggest issue I had with just, like, Ned Stark getting fucked like that. What the fuck was Catelyn Stark doing? You're like the wife, essentially, kind of stirred this up in a way. I, now I know, like, that the Lannisters started the shit by pr- pushing Bran, yeah, you know, Bran, sorry, Bran, uh, uh, off the window. But at the same time, like, Catelyn goes to the Vale, you know, requests assistance, you know, p- pisses off the Lannisters by capturing Tyrion. That's how that all this shit got started. And then she's just chilling there while her husband is about to get beheaded, about to get his head chopped off. Like I was so like I was absolutely just pissed. Yeah, pissed when
1: she when she was still in the veil when I think he was in prison. And so I, uh, I don't know the I guess geography of um, Game of Thrones, but. Yeah.
0: Look, I don't care about the geography. You find a way to get there right now. Why you chilling? Like, however the fuck far you are, what the
1: fuck? I don't know. I'd be pretty afraid to get assassinated uh, the same way as Ned Stark. You
0: fucking started this shit. You escalated this shit, man. And now, and now you're just playing the scared housewife, just chilling in in this big old castle.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm still kind of not sure with her yet, but so far. Yeah. yeah you might change your mind in a, in a few episodes. Oh, maybe, say that. maybe. But from what I've seen from season one, I mean, she try to do her thing, I guess, to try rounding up everyone. But it's mostly, you know, Rob doing the work, to be honest.
0: Yep. Rob, Mr. Internal. Um, So. Yeah, um, glad to hear you're enjoying it. Um, This is yeah, it get it gets a lot better. Mm. Like you're you're definitely on the upward trend uh, of Game of Thrones right now, and you know learn like you'll learn more about the characters. They they get more fleshed out, and that's when things get really good.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, what else was there? Oh yeah, Ah, Daenerys. Yeah, I still don't know. I understand how she was able to survive that fire she's a targaryen <sighs> like we watched first season of house of dragon nothing has been said about being flame retarded and uh i mean shoot and also the dragons being born i thought it takes a while for them to uh you know grow its shape and you know what you might call it i think
0: it takes years yeah i think it's. Much- right. I mean, I, te- I guess it technically has been. Year- Maybe it's been months. Maybe I don't know. It's not exactly consistent.
1: Yeah, I want to say it's because of the witch. Maybe something with the witch that, uh, you know, casts a spell or something. I-, I don't know. But there's another thing that we don't see much in uh, House of Dragon. Magic. I mean, it's so. I don't want to say it's prevalent in Game of Thrones, but it's been talked about it more. Uh, ever since you see the fire sorceress, which I, I always forget her name,
0: Melisandre.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, moving on to season two, what on earth has? I mean, I saw the freaking uh, what you call it. The, the birth guilt, of the, 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 whatever the spirit
0: coming out of her vagina yes yeah I, I, by by the way uh there's a podcast i listened to a ko the mismatch K O C or not K O C. uh it Vernon verno verno actually stopped watching game of thrones at that scene why because it's so like it's so it's so weird and that, unfortunately that's not that's one of the only times where magic really comes into play is the is the unfortunate thing magic like it's definitely part of the story here but it's not that prevalent
1: Mm, that's interesting because i I was like what is going on (laughs) like i I, like she looked like she wasn't pregnant at all makes me not want to have babies honestly (laughs) that that was weird
0: yeah that was a very weird scene
1: but yeah other than that in the beginning of season two um Yeah, it's just still building up, to be honest. Uh, Not much, in my opinion, has happened yet, other than Arya and uh, the bull man uh, getting caught by, I guess, the Lannisters, technically. The bull man? Uh, The the smith guy that has the bull helmet. Uh, the, I think The Bastard. I, a okay, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember his
0: name. It starts with a G, I think, but I forgot his name.
1: Yeah, I forgot his name, too.
0: But, uh, yeah, um, so far, like, yeah, you're you're on the good side. You, you have, Did you ever watch a Borat 2? No, I haven't. I haven't watched Borat 2. You care if I spoiled spoil that for you or no?
1: Uh, no, that's fine.
0: They're they're so like in Kazakhstan. I don't know if this is actually a true thing. It's a it's a comedy. Okay, don't 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 get at me for this. But they make fun of like Kazakhstan culture and like they're very a very sexist culture. And so they basically tell like young women, young girls, these lies so that they don't do I guess bad things. And one of the things was if you touch your, if a girl touches her vagina, it, it basically eats her. <laughs> what and like <laughs> that's kind of what what i just first thought of when you brought when you like reminded me of that scene is <laughs> like yeah that's what a vagi- that's what a vagina does
1: <laughs> what
0: and basically and like <laughs> in 4ad 2 they tell a cop they show a book where basically if a girl touches her vagina it, it grows teeth and eats the woman and she can't leave she gets trapped in her vagina forever <laughs> something the, along those lines i don't i don't even remember that's exactly what happened it's something along those lines
1: did did sasha Baron corbin like go around showing this book to people because my gosh that's... i
0: think no like well she, he has a daughter in, in the in the show in oh the yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. I and i think she
1: that. she showed it to people oh <laughs> yeah when 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 uh, he does like uh, like real people re- uh, reactions to whatever his stuff or whatever he does Man, it is some crazy stuff. <laughs> not gonna I,
0: lie. I don't know if you saw the clip of the, the Rudy Giuliani clip in the movie. He he definitely thought he was getting he was getting head uh, with with the with the reporter. Oh, the saying. rally?
1: No, not the rally. Yeah, that. Uh... Look, she she. So she's technically fourteen
0: in the movie, but the actor's like twenty two. But like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I she he probably should have checked his age. He one hundred percent was trying to have sex with that girl. I'll just say that. Uh. <laughs> what a what a creep but uh, yeah anyways back back to game of thrones yeah the Melisandre. that's basically as like, that's basically the only there now magic is uh, like it definitely does happen throughout the series but it's not a huge part of the series i would say
1: mm, i see I, I guess i'll just let it go for now
0: yeah i mean enjoy it i mean the the, the good what people love about the game of thrones is the dialogue, the characters, the betrayals, the you know mm. personal, the personal dynamics, the power dynamics—that's what sells about it. The magic is just kind of there. The dragons are just kind of there.
1: Oh, that's too bad. I, I I'm accepting more from the dragons probably like in a few seasons from now. Uh yeah, they, they they're around, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else you want to um
0: talk about other than just Game of Thrones?
1: No. Oh. Oh. Gonna be excited to play against Cleveland. We'll see how we do. To be honest, hopefully we come out uh, attacking strong, and we'll go from there. Um, A piece of good news, I guess, for us and for the guy
0: we're about to talk about, uh, Marvin Bagley. There's a report saying that he's worked, he's ramping back up. So,
1: oh, okay, coming back early,
0: maybe. Yeah, so you know, we might get a chance to see him when he comes to Golden One Center. Oh, just maybe. Look, I, I just want
1: to see what the crowd
0: uh reaction to him is. I, I hope
1: I think it's gonna be cheers, hopefully. I'm I'm pretty sure. Like uh what was the saying again? Um like Twitter's not a real <laughs> Twitter not a real, place. not a real it is not a real place. And uh whatchamacallit, the uh the actual crowds in Sacramento actually seem to support a lot of uh you know old sacramento Kings, um, whatchamacallit i gonna call it players for the most part
0: well well and like he hasn't actively shitted on sacramento like that that's like buddy is gonna be tricky too because he he's done it kind of but it's just yeah i, I don't know what the reaction like tyrese is 1000% gonna get you know a standing ovation i know that for sure but it's just uh it's just Marvin's going to be tricky.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Ken, Kenyon uh, Murray is complaining on Twitter saying we should be six and five. <laughs> you know what? what? <laughs> you know what? I, I, I'm down for that. You know what? Let, let, let's get to six and five, guys. You know, just get put on a little winning streak. Again, learn how to win. Learn. You got to learn these lessons and take them into the next game. And hopefully, you know, we can come out strong against Cleveland. I don't have my uh, hopes that high just because Cleveland is a good, 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 good team. So I I don't want to get my hopes up.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. They just lost against the Clippers, so they're going to be pissed. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, If you have nothing else, let's call this an episode. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys back on Wednesday, uh, probably Thursday, actually. I, I probably won't be able to report wednesday night unfortunately
1: oh yeah it's a pretty weight game
0: all right thank you guys for listening we'll catch you guys on the next one
1: all right we'll see you guys later